Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey y'all, we're back. Another episode of Damsels in Detroit. This is episode 29. Oh my God. Um, And I'm sitting here with Jamisha Lucas, and she is um, one of the co-founders and the Chief Beauty Experiences experience officer, excuse me, um, for Bronston Beauty. So as you know, it's time to read and then we're going to get into our questions. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. So Jamisha Lucas is the chief beauty experience officer and a co-founder of Bronston Glow, Detroit's first black owned beauty and education hub. The St. Louis native graduated from Clark Atlanta University with a bachelor of arts in business administration with a concentration in management. Her business acumen and magnetic presence led her to a career in business sales, first in the human capital management field and then telecommunications, which brought her to Michigan. Currently, she enjoys traveling and creating advertising strategies for business clients of a well-known tech company. Jamisha and her co-founder, Destiny, aim to bring an elevated beauty supply shopping experience to the city that is truly like no other. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Good. First podcast. Yes. How you feeling? I feel good. Okay. I'm excited. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, because I like was doing my research and I just feel like this is a very, very cool um, like business concept and model. And I think that a lot of people are going to benefit from it. So let's hop right on in. So the first question I have is what gave you and Destiny the idea for Bronze and Glow? Wow. So... This is two years in the making. Mm -hmm. So we knew that we wanted to make an impact. That was like our biggest thing. So kind of backing up a little bit, uh, Destiny is my best friend. She was just the matron of honor in my wedding two months ago. Thank you. So like when you said Lucas, I was like, who is that? Oh, never mind. It's me. (laughs) me. Right. No, because I was reading an article and your last name was different. And I was like, okay, did I do something wrong? But I'm like, no, this is the last name she sent me. So... (laughs) No, it's just new. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we actually met in Atlanta mm-hmm. in 2012. Okay. Um, we were part of the same Bible study group, mm-hmm. and she moved back to Michigan. So she's originally from Michigan. Um, she moved back, and then I want to say like the year later, my job transferred me to Michigan. Okay. And I was like, hey, bestie, like, right. I'm back. It's <laughs> like, <to be. laughs> so um, ever since then, we just knew that we were going to do something together mm-hmm. we didn't know what that something was okay um and I was actually recovering from a concussion oh wow and had very like limited time okay to like read and do stuff yeah and so like I spent most of my time just like talking yeah. <laughs> like to people who could talk to me mm-hmm. um and so in just one of our conversations uh we were just like what do we need mm-hmm. like Cause I feel like we were kind of complaining a little bit okay. about our shopping experience with shopping for hair care products yeah. and didn't really pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, you know, you just like chatting with your friends and right. you're like, Hey, like, man, I went to, you know, such and such store. I was looking for this. There was no one there to help me. Mm-hmm. It was real frustrating. Yeah. And not realizing how many times we're talking about a problem instead of talking about the solution. Right. And so I think we, came across a statistic that said over 90% mm-hmm. of patrons to beauty supply stores are black women. Yeah. And less than 10% are owned by black women. Okay. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of experiences the way Listen, it is. Like, yeah. you know, 
it's kind of hard to create, like, for someone else to understand what an entire demographic of people need when they aren't necessarily focused on that type of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it also started with us, like, passing products okay, back and forth, where it's like, hey, do you have some shampoo? And I'm like, yeah, I got a ton underneath my cabinet because right. none of these work for me. Yeah. And then she uses them, and she's like, what are you talking about? This was great. Like, mm-hmm. my hair loved this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then they kind of, like, all of these little pieces, like, started to, like, kind of, like, click together. And it's like, hey, I, I feel like there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think we know what we need to do about it. Yeah. And so that's just kind of how it happened. Yeah. I have so. two follow-up questions. Of course. One, this concussion story. Yes. Can you? Are you comfortable telling me, like, what happened? Yeah. Okay. So... Um, I work for a well-known tech company. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know if they care that I tell them. Like, it's on my LinkedIn. I mean, I, right. I, I mean, mean, as long I, as I, you're I, not saying anything crazy, I don't I was think. like, I work for Google. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if they care. The most well-known tech company. <laughs> I, was say, I was like, it's a little well-known, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I was in California, mm-hmm. and we were actually doing a team-building activity. Okay. And Googlers are competitive people. I can see that. You know, and yeah. I think it's just like, it's a, a I want to say it's like a common thread. Okay. And during one of the games, someone was a bit too competitive. Okay. And threw a, like, beanbag. Okay. Like, launched it full speed. Wow. And it hit me right in the middle of my head. And oh I had <clears throat> severe migraines for seven months. Wow. And I couldn't go back to work. Oh, my God. So, because they were, like... And it was crazy when it first happened. It's like I went to the ER mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, a week without screens. You okay. know, you're like, okay, that's light. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. A week later, it was worse. Wow. And a week turned into seven months of just daily migraines. That is scary. So I was like walking around the house in sunglasses. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, my now husband tells me stories of like the first two weeks mm-hmm. that I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember it at all. Wow. Like, it was just like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. He would tell me that he would come home on his lunch break to, like, check on me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't remember that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't remember any of that. And so, that part is scary. That is. Like, to have a piece of your life that you just don't remember. Mm-hmm. Two weeks is a, is a bit That's of a time. nice chunk. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so I was going through physical therapy um, what else? Occupational therapy, mm-hmm. just for seven, like seven. Months. So my job was really therapy. Yeah, and then also having to talk about it right. a lot and also. going through just um, rediscovering how the impact mm-hmm. on my life was different. Right, and I think it makes me very afraid, especially for people who are in sports who have yeah. multiple concussions. Because I'm right. like. This was my first one, yeah. but then I was finding out how impressionable the brain is. Mm-hmm. And so every fall, every bump to your head, every car accident, your brain remembers those things. Mm-hmm. And essentially that was one of the things that I found out was like I was having this compound effect of, I mean, I had a car accident when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's very possible that that is affecting you now Got and you. your ability to heal. Okay. So yeah, that was Oof, that girl. was my concussion story, that and I couldn't scary. couldn't work out. Couldn't, yeah, I wasn't supposed to clean up because like the bending down, picking oh, okay. things up, like the rush 
to yeah. the head. I was supposed to avoid that. They were like, try to avoid thinking. Like, don't uh, read anything. And I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? Listen. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't not think. Like, yeah. I, my, I can barely sleep at night because I'm always yeah. like, my, I'm constantly thinking of something new, something mm-hmm. That's just who I am. Yeah. Who I've always been. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, you go from being very highly active. Right. To being told like, stay in bed mm-hmm. with the lights out, mm-hmm. wear sunglasses in the house. Like, I'm like, dang. Yeah. So it was, it was a bit of a rough journey, but I have an amazing support system. Awesome. Um, Destiny, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, we always joke she's my second spouse. Okay. Um, she's really my first spouse. I'm her second <laughs> spouse because she was already married. So it's like, okay. Um, I was learning about marriage way before I got married. Yeah. Just through our partnership. And my husband has been phenomenal mm-hmm. in helping me, like, recover. Mm-hmm. And the recovery process still goes on. Yeah. Like, there are still days where I'm, like, a little foggy. Okay. And I'm like, hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. That feels a little new. Right. But, you know, it's been a blessing and okay. God is good. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited that um, I feel like I'm back to myself. Good. I'm getting back to myself. Yeah. Okay. I was not anticipating that that was the cause of it. I think that I would have a little grudge, but for that coworker. But it's okay. You know, you got to forgive. Good news for him is I don't know who did it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to tell me who did it. I was like, that's fine. All right, y'all. <laughs> I was like, it's, I was like, what y'all think of me? Like, right, I'm, I'm not gonna do anything. I, mean, I just, I just want to talk to you, no, right? <laughs> Honestly, but that's like every, like when I say everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I mean. Like, yeah. If I hadn't had the concussion mm-hmm. and had that time to like really sit on something that we had already been in the works of, right? But then it's like, okay, I can't go back to work. I mm-hmm. can't do anything. And so part of my physical therapy was they were like, okay, well, we want you to go back to work part-time. Mm-hmm. I don't have a part. My job isn't set up for part-time. Yeah. Like, it's fast-paced all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I got this idea. Right. And they were like, well, work on that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. So we would go to the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, the No li- Library was our first office. Okay. That's where we would meet mm-hmm. and just kind of start, like, Jotting things down and found an old notebook of the first sketch of the inside of the store. And it's crazy how much it's changed. No. Really? It stayed the same? It's the same. That's cool. Yeah. It just really, like, it developed. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's actually coming into fruition now. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that's it's really cool. Like, I think to see the paper and Mm -hmm. then to actually walk in the building and like, oh wow, like Right. We said we wanted this there and And it's like it's there. Mm-hmm. Like like, oh, this wall, like the wall is dope. I'm excited. The blue wall is dope. I'm excited. So yeah. I'm Okay. My second follow up question was where did the name Bronze Jinglo come from? <clears throat> so that's uh it's kind of parts. Mm-hmm. So the glow um, our biggest thing is we do believe that beauty truly comes from the inside. Mm-hmm. So it's like when someone is like just glowing from the inside, like that's like a whole different level. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if your hair is not done, you don't have on any makeup, right? you didn't care what you put on that day. <coughs> it's just like <clears throat> it just comes from the inside. Mm-hmm. And we believe that that's where beauty truly comes from. Right. And we never wanted that to be 
hidden. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yes, um, these outward adornments that we do to our hair and, you know, these waves. Thank you. Gonna, thank you. Look, I was like, <laughs> it's like, wait, <laughs> you know, when you, when you get that perfect 360 going. You know, I'm like, still trying to get them on the sides, but it's a work in progress, you know. It's cool. We got you. Thank you. See, I'm about to come in and be like, okay, what do I need to do? What products do I need? See, it's all, it's all about the products and the brush. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know that. Yep. Because you already got it going. So, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so I think that that was a big piece of it. Okay. Um, so that was the glow. And then the bronze, I really do, it was a, a nod to bronze mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes that's the part that's left out. Right. You know, it's the section mm-hmm. over to the side. Yeah. Um, which those sections are growing mm-hmm. in some of these larger retailers now. And I think they're starting to understand right. the importance. Um <clears throat> but yeah, so I, it's one of my things that I believe like everyone can glow. Everyone has a bit of bronze, mm-hmm. you know. So love, super cute. I'm excited. Um, so you're the chief chief beauty experience officer, and Destiny is the chief glow officer of the business. So can you talk about how? Well, you already said how you both met, but what both of your roles are within the business? Sure. Yeah. So I mean, truly, we're both co-founders, mm-hmm. and. Um, those names actually just came from, like, as we were doing research, like, those are more internal names, mm-hmm. but we kind of put them out there for people to know. I like them. Because um, <laughs> it's like, I mean, everyone knows what a CEO is. Right. Everyone knows what a COO does, but um, we wanted to give it an extra glow. Mm-hmm. So that a little was, pizzazz, a little, little razzle-dazzle. Exactly. <laughs> you know, give the people what they want. Right. No, I'm just kidding. And I want to glow. <laughs> right. I want to be the chief beauty experience officer. Exactly. Like... <laughs> Yes, I'm executing the yeah. things, but I'm doing it in a way that is focused on beauty mm-hmm. and experience. Okay. And um, I think the same for Destiny. Like, she handles a lot of the back-end operations, mm-hmm. and so therefore, but she brings the glow right. to these back-end operations. And so that's one of our things is to represent our brand in everything we do. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, yeah, we got to make sure our titles reflect the glow the beauty, mm-hmm. all things that have to do with the business. Yeah. So I was reading, like I said, y'all know I'll be doing my research. So I was reading all of, like, the articles and stuff that you guys have on your website <clears throat> from, like, different people that have interviewed you and things. So I think it's really cool that you're going to be doing, like, just incorporating a lot of, like, innovation and technology into the business. So it's not going to be, like, your typical, you walk into the beauty supply and it's, like, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to look, like, they don't have the expressions braiding hair and now you got to leave and go somewhere. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> I just want you to talk about the innovation and like what people can expect when they walk into the space. Of course. So from the time that you walk through the door, you'll know that you're not in your typical beauty supply. Mm-hmm. Um, we have really str- like are striving to create a space that is just light and airy and beautiful. And you walk in and you're like, you can just take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. It's like, whew, yeah, yeah, like, okay. Like, I feel like this is a place where I can just come and enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Like, the music's playing. Okay. You know, um, there's a glass of glass of wine if you wow. want a glass of wine. Because <laughs> hey. I think, like, as we were going through it, it's like, what what is missing? Like, what do I need? Yeah. Like, y- we spend so much time, mm-hmm. like, investing in products. And, you know, you're like, I just want 
I want to be able to talk to someone. I want to be able to enjoy myself. And so that's what we were talking about, creating this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the biggest pieces that makes us different is we have technology mm-hmm. that we're bringing in. So we have a hair analyzer that we're able to scan your hair and scalp nice. and help you choose your products based on your scalp condition at that time. Okay. Um, so that's one thing that you don't see. There's only one other company that we know of that currently uses this technology and they only recommend their brand of product. Got you. So we're actually being able to open it up and help you in making that decision mm-hmm. um, and giving you options that actually work for you mm-hmm. as opposed to like just kind of guessing. Right. Like this worked for me before. Yeah. But then it's like, why is that not working for me now? Right. Which I do feel is like, because before I cut my hair, it was really a, a lot of trial and error stuff. Like, I I heard somebody say they like this, so I'm going to try it. Or the packaging is cute, so I'm going to try it. That's usually why I buy things. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, <laughs> if it's cute, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. at least give it a try. You know. Um, but I think that that was the biggest thing was, like, incorporating this technology, mm-hmm. creating this ex- entire experience where it's like, I can actually find things that work for me where someone can walk in, they can get what they need for themselves, mm-hmm. for their children, right. um, for the men in their life. Like it's, we have something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we also have been very thoughtful to make sure that we're including products for all hair types and textures. Mm-hmm. So anyone can come in and feel welcome and at home. And so it's like, even though, you know, we're black women mm-hmm. and we know that we are in a community that is majority black. We also know that the demographics of the community, especially in the Livernoia district, is changing. Yeah. And so, but we also want it to be a place where um, people can come and ask questions in a judgment-free zone. Mm-hmm. I think one thing, especially at work, more people who have found out about the store and it's like, hey, I just, you know, adopted mm-hmm. this little black boy. Yeah. And I have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I wanted to create a space where someone can come and ask those questions and feel safe. Right. But then also walk out with the things that they need to. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, okay, well, I go to this beauty supply store when I'm shopping for my kids, but I Mm -hmm. have to go here when I'm shopping for myself. Right. And so we wanted to take that piece of it out. Okay. And have a space where everyone feels welcome. And the really cool thing about our space is it's very versatile. So we're able to move our displays out of the way so we can have community events. Mm -hmm. Um, We're having partnerships with local dermatologists, stylists um, to come in and teach these educational courses because a lot of times you grow up with your hair all your life, but you don't really know about your hair. Right. You know, it's like you just kind of do what I, what you always knew works. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that like, even for me as someone who's like, I have a stylist. But in between the time that I see my stylist mm-hmm. and, you know, what is it, maybe four months later right. before I see her again, it's like... It's on well, you. It's on me, yeah. right? And it's like, I don't want to come back to her. And she's like, Jamisha, <laughs> what did you do? Like, I, I left you good. Right. You came and back now. and it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so we wanted to create a space where stylists also got a voice okay. to, you know, be able to teach and... Selfishly, like I never, I'm one of the black women that never learned how to braid. So okay. I was like, I want to be able to have a course where, yes. you know, it's a safe space. <laughs> Come learn. Where you and all the others can join hands and, exactly. <laughs> like, and learn. So what am I supposed to do after yeah. I get this part? Like, right. I can do a part. Mm-hmm. I got you. <laughs> but <laughs> Braiding is so, it's difficult. And like, so my mom was always very good at it. Mm-hmm. Like she used to hook me up. Um, so I kind of just like, she taught me. 
And then I was using my little Brad style mannequin head. And yes. I was like, we're going to, we are going to get this. So I figured out how to do it. And then I kind of, I could like do a little something with my own hair, but it's just a struggle. Like it's, it is hard. And it's like, I, so my brother's actually the reason I never learned how to braid. Mm-hmm. Because I want to say back in like, this is like, oh, three, oh, four ish. And he had so <clears throat> much hair. Okay. And he wanted, like, he got his hair braided every week. Okay. And he was like, as soon as you learn, and you could just do my hair. And mm-hmm. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Too much Too, pressure. I was like, he was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and so, like, I literally never learned. For because, that reason. Because of that reason. Because <laughs> I would take, he would have me take his hair down. Okay. And it's like, the process of taking his hair down. Yeah. Was hard enough. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not braiding this. Right. So, I just literally never... I never learned. I never wanted to, like, have to lie to him and be like, I know how to braid, but I'm going to tell him that I don't. So I was like, you know what? I'm just I'm not going to learn. Like, that was it. So um, That is a, a big commitment, though. Every week to be braiding your brother's hair. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, he had, like, you know, different friends and cousins that would, he'd come home with different braids. Mm-hmm. And he's like, see, you could be doing this. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. No. Right, because <laughs> you're going to be wanting all the zigzags and the, we not doing that. Straight backs. Cross, right. Straight backs. <laughs> Shout out to Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's uh I, I never and I I get it a lot like people are like oh so do you all do hair mm-hmm. are you guys gonna be styling we are pure retail yeah but we are creating a retail experience that's like no other we want for people to come in to learn something mm-hmm. to enjoy themselves and to get what they need like yeah. that's number one those mm-hmm. are the most important things to us yeah I'm excited about this is so cool like being able to go, almost like how at Sephora, you know, when they do, like, that skin test to try to match mm-hmm. you with your foundation or whatever. That's pretty much, like, what you guys are going to do with the with the scalp test, you know? Yeah. It's a little something like that. Mm-hmm. And the really cool thing about the technology is as we grow, the technology can grow with us. So yeah. as we uh, kind of expand into skincare and cosmetics mm-hmm. down the line, which is part of the goal. So right. we don't plan to say just hair. Yeah. Um, the technology actually goes along with that Mm -hmm. and the importance of the partnerships with and I kind of left this out as part of like our story and how we got it how we got started like I was having breakouts on my face okay and so I go to my amazing dermatologist Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Carter Snell at the Carter Snell Skin Center yes Mm -hmm. um and she's like it's your scalp and I'm like say what yeah like had no idea Mm -hmm. um that a scalp condition was causing a breakout on my mm-hmm. face. And so that was part of the educational piece for us that we were like, this is important. Like how many other people who may not have access to a dermatologist right. are experiencing different problems mm-hmm. that they're just covering up with a shampoo right. or with greasing your scalp. Mm-hmm. Like we always, we grew up thinking like you just put some grease on you your scalp and it's, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> That oil is clogging your pores, yes. and it's not. <laughs> this is not the oil that you need. Like, you know, um, everybody thinks coconut oil works for everyone. Me personally, coconut oil does not work yes. for my hair. So I'm glad you said this because last week I had a hairstylist on Madison. Hey, Madison, and she said coconut oil does nothing for your hair, like at all. Some mm-hmm. people shouldn't use it. So again, y'all, stop. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's really good for your feet. 
Right. Like, it's good moisture. Okay. For the rest of your skin. Yeah. But, like, your for hair. your scalp, no. Yeah, she said it just sits on top of your hair. It doesn't penetrate your scalp at all. Mm-mm. But that's so... Because I want to know who the first person was to be like, hey, put this on your hair. But see, And I think that's the, like, more of a reason for us with the educational piece. Mm-hmm. And even on our website, we'll have a quiz. So, for all the people that can't make it to yes. Detroit they'll still be able to take the hair quiz Mm -hmm. and be able to kind of walk through the process in that way. Okay. Um, But it's like we are seeing so much from Instagram and YouTube and you're watching these influencers Mm -hmm. and they're getting products for free and they're testing them out on their hair and they're like, oh my gosh, look at my great results. Right. And then you go home and you try it and you're Mm -hmm. like, nope, that didn't work for me. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest piece is like you kind of look at someone you're like, her texture looks similar to mine right. so that should work for me too mm-hmm. and it's not the case yeah and most people don't realize mm-hmm. that and so that's one of the things that mm-hmm. we wanted to be able to provide that that education and that guidance right and okay so this is the style that you're looking to get mm-hmm. okay great let's figure out what products will create that style for you right and also understanding that like every style that you see it still may not work for you. Listen, that's why I had to stop watching natural <laughs> hair tutorials because I was it was disappointment every single time. I'm like, why does it my hair look like natural 85? Like, I don't understand. Like, Evan, y'all don't have the same hair texture. <laughs> that little technique that she did is not going to work for you. Like, just Because I'm going to tell you, every time I try to do my own flexi rides, it's a fail. Me and flexi rides, I think I, I did a nice set maybe twice in my life. Other than that, it just, it never looked right. And Bantu knots were not my friends. So Bantu knots were my go-to. Okay. Like, when I, because I stopped getting relaxers mm-hmm. my freshman year of college. Okay. Not really some really great, like, big chop story mm-hmm. for me. It was really like, I'm in college, I can't afford relaxers right. anymore. Yeah. So I just stopped. Mm-hmm. But I kept my hair straight. Okay. Pretty much all through college. And then, I think we went swimming. I was actually with Destiny. Mm-hmm. We went swimming and... I got out and my hair was kind of curly and she was like, oh, that's cute. You should leave it like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> right. And so I started to do, to train my hair. I did Bantu knots. Okay. But now I probably can't do Bantu knots to save my life. Yeah. I, like I'm a wash and go girl. Like that's. I was doing the flat twists for my friend um, and just regular twist outs. Yeah. Braid and outs. No. And I wish people, I don't know. We need a new n- name for wash and goes. Yeah. Because it's definitely not a wash and go. Mm -hmm. If you wash your hair and you walk out the house. (laughs) Shout out to you. (laughs) Shout out to you. (laughs) But the majority, right, no. No. It's never that. It's so much that goes in between the go, before you get to the go part. Right, (laughs) yes. So. Wash, condition, manipulate, go. Oh, and then. Moisturize. (laughs) It's like, you know, I got to put in my leave in. Yeah. And then, um. My, my girl, the curl supplier, she really taught me mm-hmm. that diffuser. Oh, yeah. Long, it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It goes a long yes, way. Yes, that's what so. everybody says that does wash and goes. Yes. Um, so, you guys are opening up a 1,460 square foot space on the Avenue of Fashion. See, look at you. Okay, I told you. <laughs> um, it's my journalism degree, putting that to work. <laughs> um, but can you talk about the work that went into finding and securing that space and then why did you guys feel like Livernois was where you wanted to be or should be at the moment? So, honestly, it was God. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of those God moments where um, we had been told several times to consider the avenue of fashion. Okay. Obviously, by people who were 
much closer to the the heartbeat of what was happening behind closed doors right. and some of the like because like I said this was two years ago that we started mm-hmm. this journey and so when people would tell us and it's like we would drive down the street and we're like mm, no I don't I don't really see it okay like I don't see what like what are y'all like what are y'all talking about mm-hmm. um but they knew the changes that were coming okay and they were like come on it's gonna be a great space for you guys and it's like um, we knew the history mm-hmm. of the Avenue of Fashion. Like, growing up in St. Louis, I'd come to Detroit as a kid, mm-hmm. and you would always hear all of these really great stories. Like, this was the place to, to be. be. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were shopping, this is where you were supposed to come. Right. And so they were like, it's coming back, it's coming back. And we had looked at several other spaces, mm-hmm. and I think we had looked downtown. Mm-hmm. The rent prices were crazy. Like, I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I was like, we a new business. Like, listen. <laughs> and if that was two years ago, you can only imagine what Ex- it is now. Exactly. <laughs> and so, um, when we were actually, I think, I think what happened was we were supposed to be meeting at Narrowway. So mm-hmm. Narrowway became like our next office because mm-hmm. it was a midpoint for us. Because I was, I work in Ann Arbor. Right. So at the time, I was living in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. And. Destiny was living, like, all the way out in Frasier. Okay. And so we were like, we got to find, like, a, a midpoint. Mm-hmm. And Narrowway became our midpoint. Okay. And so we were just kind of, like, looking around, and we saw, like, a little bit of, like, action. And there was a building across the street. And I remember us saying, like, what about that building? Mm-hmm. Like, it's vacant. Like, maybe somebody. It said it had a release sign on it. So we were like, well, maybe we could figure out, like, what's going on with this building Mm -hmm. and it just so happened that I was like really looking for um one of the owners of Narrowway to kind of ask questions and one of the girls that was working there she's like well that's the owner of the building okay and he happened to just be in Narrowway at the same time that we were there (laughs) so that's why I was like okay yeah and so I started talking to him and you know he was like well all of these spaces on the block where Narrowway is the three other openings. He said they're already leased. Gotcha. And so he was like, well, just keep in contact with me. When we break ground across the street, mm-hmm. I'll keep you in mind. Okay. So I was like, okay. So I just kind of kept following up like, hey, you know, how are things going? Um, and then one day I get a call from him, like out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And he tells us that someone's lease fell through. Okay. For the space. Or I don't know if it fell through or they decided to move on. Yeah. But basically, the space was open, okay. and he had about eight other applicants ahead of us, mm-hmm. but he chose us. Hey. So, that was really dope for us, yeah. and like, um, to know that they believed in the little bit of the vision that we had right. shared with them, yeah. um, enough to offer us the space. And then, um, just the more we were spending, because we were spending so much time in the area, mm-hmm. because that's where we met. Right. And so, we were meeting so many people, and it just created this hunger to be in that area yeah more than anything it was just like not just because of all the changes that people told us that were coming but just the people that we were meeting mm-hmm. and I was just like man like I love these people yeah like, I love this community and just how they showed up for each other and especially once the construction started yeah as much of a nightmare as it is been for mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people um Yo, shout out to the people that still came out. Yeah. Like, I love the fact that it, it would be a Friday and you see the bulldozers coming down the street and Narrowway is packed. Yeah. And I was just, like, so excited. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, 
This is great. I can't find a seat. I'm a little annoyed. Right. But I'm glad. But I'm happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, hey, they in my seat. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like once you become a regular somewhere, you're like, that's my seat. Yes. Unass- like in school, that's my unassigned assigned seat. Like you already know, don't sit there. <laughs> exactly. Like, so how much longer are they going to be here? Right. Because I kind of want my seat yes. near the window. <laughs> right on the end that's kind of like that's where y'all can find that's me that's Jamisha's seat everybody if you see her in there and you're sitting in that chair please move just sit, just like scoot over a little bit right or like move <laughs> to the other side of the table so I can just like I can sit with you like we can do right. this together okay like I'm gonna put my headphones on we can Won't both work you <laughs> so yeah that's exciting um so well we already talked about the statistics of black owned beauty supplies in the U.S. but you're going to be part of that, what, 10% now of yeah. owners? So how does that make you feel? And then also, like, I guess, like, what's going through your mind knowing that, you know, it's a small number of owners, you know, across the country, but, like, now you're a part of that. And, like, what's your main, like, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, like, what do you want your you all's legacy to be, I guess, with Bronson Glow? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so... There is a, it's humbling. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a very humbling experience to be able to get this far. Um, Because when I talk to people, they're like, like, you know, that's not normal, right? right? People don't just go open brick and mortar businesses Mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. And I see why. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) It's hard. Um, And I think, you know, um, entrepreneurship runs in my blood. My father was an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur he just retired um, but he built a legacy mm-hmm. for our family and so whenever I think about Bronson Glow I think about Bronson Glow is the child of St. Louis Electric okay like James walked so I could run mm-hmm. that's <laughs> that's how I look at it um, but there's like there's different groups like Facebook groups and things like that where it's like black owned beauty supply groups yeah and to hear like the conversations that are happening um, the challenges that they experience mm-hmm. and being able to say like, how can we go about this differently? Mm-hmm. Um, one of our biggest things is we try as much as possible to make relate to create relationships with the brands that we are carrying mm-hmm. because for us, I'd rather go directly to the source. Okay. Um, because what we see most of the time is like everyone's trying to use the same vendors Mm -hmm. and then they run into problems where it's like well we can't put this brand like this vendor won't sell to you if you're so close to another beauty supply okay and so i was like let's how how can we cut that middle man piece out of Mm -hmm. it because that seems to be a stumbling block for people and then it's also i want to be able to represent these brands as authentically as possible okay and what better way than being able to deal directly with the people that are producing these products. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been very important to us. And then really it's the legacy piece. Mm -hmm. It's the, the giving back. So one of our main pillars is community Mm -hmm. and we want to be able to give back and we want people to feel loved when they come in our space. Like at the end of the day, everything that we do, we realize that we're a reflection of God mm-hmm. and we want to be able to show that to people without, like, I don't have to say that when you walk in the door. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like, I ain't got to have giant cross on the wall. Like, <laughs> hey, y'all, we love God too. Mm-hmm. But it's like, 
in everything that you do, it should be a reflection of that. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what we want people to feel. Okay. We want people to feel welcomed and accepted and loved and beautiful and just like a space where you can come and like like sit like you can chill okay like we got we got a little couch lounge area in the back you know it's like shot till you drop yeah and then take a second right you know like that's really important for us and like as we expand we want to grow and stay small Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times as companies grow they like lose their roots Mm -hmm. and it's like we want to stay as true to us as possible okay um and it's true to the communities that we serve as possible okay i like that answer um so what makes a beauty supply a good beauty supply because you know you hear that term all the time like oh don't go to that one that's not a good one (laughs) so what in your mind makes a beauty supply a good beauty supply i think it comes down to the the customer service Mm -hmm. and the product selection okay it's like most of the time when someone says like don't go there it's because they weren't treated the way they felt that they should have been treated Mm -hmm. and the way that they deserve to be treated Mm -hmm. not just how they feel they should be treated but just the way that everyone deserves to be treated yeah um and whether it's a beauty supply or a big box retailer when you walk in and you're going to spend your money and then no one is willing to help you right that's not that's never a good experience Mm -hmm. it's never a good feeling and like i know myself personally i will walk out yeah like, if I feel like I'm not necessarily getting, like, a good vibe mm-hmm. or good energy, it's like, when you come to Bronze Glow, we're not following you around. Right. We're, if we're following you around, it's because we're asking you, right. what do you need help Trying with? Trying to get to know you. Look, right. <laughs> like, we want to know your name. Like, yeah. that's one of the biggest things. Like, our team, like, as we've been building our team, shout mm-hmm. out to our amazing general manager, Chanel. Uh, she is the one that makes all of this, like happen like you know it's like one of the biggest things about building a brand is having the right team Mm -hmm. and so as we are building this team out um it's been so important that destiny and i meet with every person that's coming into the team like we 100 percent trust chanel to make great decisions but we also want our team to know like we're here yeah and we care about you all personally and your your growth and your development and whether you stay at Brian's and Glow for a year or if you stay until we're at, you know, location seven, like, yeah, whatever your choice may be, you know, we want to make sure that um, we're developing people as we go as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really important. And I think that that's what is the difference. Like when you care, like when your management team cares about the people that work there, mm-hmm. then the people that the employees can then care about the customers. Yeah. And I think that makes such a big difference right. in how employees interact with customers. Like, if you don't love where you work. Yeah, it shows for sure. It do, right. And it's like, most people, they tell you, they said, people don't leave good companies. Mm-hmm. They leave bad managers. Okay. Period. So, <laughs> we want to make sure that we create an environment where um, there's transparency and that they enjoy what they do. Yeah. So that they can enjoy helping right. everyone that comes in. Yeah. That is so important. I'm gonna be big on customer service. Like that will definitely make or break a situation. <laughs> it is. Like <laughs> bad customer service, you don't forget that. No. Like even when you and I guess the the other thing for me is I always believe in second chances. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's like if pizza is your favorite food and you go somewhere and you have a bad slice of pizza, you never it's not like I'm never going there again. Right. 
I'll be back. I'm going to try it again. <laughs> like, we're going to give it another chance. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of times for small businesses, they don't get that same yeah, second chance. That's true. It's like, oh, you were supposed to get it right on the first chance. Mm-hmm. But you go to this store a million times and have yeah. bad customer service, but you keep going back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we don't plan to have bad customer service for right. you to have to deal with that. But it's always, you know, there's always a chance that you may not enjoy everything about mm-hmm. every experience in every place that you go. Right. But I think that um, communication is a huge piece. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, when I go to small businesses, I make it a point to, I'm not going to b- write a bad review. I'm going to go to the manager. Okay. If the business owner, if it's small enough that the business owner is accessible, right. I'm going to go to them. Like, hey, I just wanted to let you know this was my experience. Mm-hmm. Like, before I go write it anywhere else, yeah. I want you to know, and I want to give you the opportunity to make it right. Right. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah, some, I... My job is different now, so I work at a startup, and I do social media for them, but I get a lot of, and it's a retail service, but we get a lot of complaints via social, um, and it'll be, like, somebody complaining about, oh, my order was messed up, or, like, my plant died, so we sell indoor plants, um, but, like, they're, like, my plant died, oh, well, come on, girl, (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, and they're, like, oh, like, y'all messed up, and then by the time I reach out to them, they're, like, oh, actually, somebody from customer service already helped me, so, and it's, like, okay, well, you just left us a one-star review on Facebook, go change it, or you probably should have just waited until you heard back from that customer service person already Mm -hmm. before you left this nasty, nasty review for other people to see, for them to, like, base their opinions on, like, and I think that's, like, the power, it's, like, the power and the downfall of social Mm -hmm. media, it's, like, it's at the thing at your fingertips. So whatever you're feeling in that moment, right. you tend to put out there. Yeah. And then you're like, dang, I just trashed this business that's mm-hmm. like just getting started. And now like they did like amazing job fixing right. this problem. And it's easier to like write a bad review yeah. than a good review. Oh, absolutely. Like most of the time when people write reviews, they're bad. They're bad. Yeah. And so you're like, don't base your like don't base your opinion off of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, learning that, like, even for myself. When right. someone gives a bad review of a movie or something, mm-hmm. and they're like, don't go see that. It's like, I'm going to go see it for myself. Yeah. Because I just got to. But I appreciate you, though. Right. Like. Thank you. <laughs> and then if they're right, then I come back like, girl, you was right. Yeah. Or I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I mm-hmm. thought it was great. Yeah. So. That's true. Um, so what are the customer service reps out there? Yes. <laughs> you're so necessary and needed. Um, what are some beauty and hair products that you cannot live without that you're excited to share with customers? Oh, yes. Um, as far as hair products, my hair loves the cashmere and caviar collection from Curls. Okay. Comes in the black bottle with the gold writing. Mm -hmm. Love Curls. Like, but I love all their products, but that particular line, Mm -hmm. it works so well for my hair. Okay. Um, and then... Recently, I tried the Moisture RX Hawaiian Ginger Collection from Myel Organics. Okay, I like Myel. Yeah. Yeah, A1. Yeah. Yeah, like that, it works so well mm-hmm. for my hair. So, um, those are the things that work well for me. Yeah. Like, so if y'all see my curls mm-hmm. and they popping, that's why I can't make, can't promise. Right. <laughs> not a recommendation it's not a recommendation <laughs> well it actually it is it's actually, it's actually really dope and the one thing is about the cashmere caviar collection it's probably the one line so far mm-hmm. that works for both me and destiny okay so that's the one where it's like we don't sh- 
there's no sharing that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you, nah, get you, yours. Get, you get yours. I got mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, not for me, but for my husband, Scotch Porter. Okay. The beer bomb is the bomb. Okay. Like, it works so well because uh, he has super coarse hair mm-hmm. and it like softens his beard. And it's like, I need your beard to be soft if it's going to be near my edges. Yes. On my face. Right? Sometimes like, it feels prickly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm really excited for our men's section. Okay. Like, I'm so excited about it because there's so many products for men. Yeah. And we want men to be able to feel like they can come in. Yeah. Because I feel like they are so clueless when it comes to, like, hair and skin products. It's like, oh, I just put some water on my face. It's like, you need to moisturize. I'm like, sir, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, my husband, he'll always say that. Yeah. He's like, oh, I just use this, like, three-in-one body wash, and I keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... <laughs> and your hair is rough. Yeah. Like, anything that's a blank in one product, get it away from me. Because I don't feel like I should... Well, unless it's, like, the Dr. Bronner. Like, I'll use that. But... There's some products where it's, like, it truly is, like, yeah. a good, like, detangler and mm-hmm. moisturizer or detangler and leave-in yeah. situation. But... But, like, those products that are, like, you can use it as body wash and shampoo and can just, like, I don't... So I'm not ready for <laughs> It's, like... What my what my skin needs and what my hair needs totally different. Not always the same. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, and Allocate Naturals. Oh yeah, that's my. Mm-hmm. I love those products. Yeah, like yeah, the essential oil. Like, like if I have to use oil, mm-hmm. that's that where one. I'm going. Yeah, I haven't used their oil, but I've used their leave-in before, mm-hmm. and I liked it. Um, and I do like Neo Organic. And curls, back when I did need to lay my edges down, I, their edge control, because my hair is super thick. That was the only thing that would work for me. Oh, that blueberry Yes. Blue? Ooh. Girl. And it smells so good. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that would lay my edges down. Um, so, as we talked about earlier, you have your bachelor's in business administration and a concentration in management. Um, and then you also are creating advertising strategies for business clients. Um, so how do you feel like your professional and your educational journey has prepared you for what you're doing now? Everything has been a building block mm-hmm. on the other for me. Um, especially, so I started off in business sales. I got into sales on accident. Mm-hmm. It's not really an accident. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Um, but I was actually working at Nordstrom. Okay. I sold a pair of sunglasses to the VP of acquisitions oh. for ADP. Wow. And she offered me a job. Okay. This was like right out of college. And so I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And I was working with small business clients and helping and selling payroll solutions. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of that, it's like I was learning so much about what it took to either start a business or keep a business, the importance of payroll and tax compliance. Mm-hmm. Like I was learning that and not really putting the pieces together of how one day I would need to use that. Yeah. Um, and so I was helping businesses. Like I remember like brand new businesses reaching out and having to help them file for their EIN, Mm -hmm. their tax ID number. And so even that, you know, it was like when it came time for us to do it, it's like, Oh, I know how to do that. Right. I've done it before. Yeah. Like I, that's, that was part of my job. And then I worked for AT&T and I was selling telecommunications Mm -hmm. for businesses. So I've always worked with small businesses and now working at Google I work with kind of like medium to large businesses and even through that you just see the growth and the different um, pieces that go into making a business run so Mm -hmm. it's like I knew about the tax compliance piece and it was like 
I know what communication strategies work and now going into advertising strategies and how that works in marketing and all of those things I use on a daily basis Mm -hmm. for our business. Mm -hmm. So it's really been like the fundamental building blocks. And at the time I didn't realize it. It was just like, I'm doing it because I enjoy helping businesses. Right. And so like a big piece of me is like doing business consulting. Mm -hmm. And so going from that to now opening my business, it's like, wow, like everything that I've learned has led me to this place Mm -hmm. and being able to, um, operate at a different level where it's so funny because like we'll meet with like a business strategist or and they'll say oh wow you guys are doing things that you know mostly businesses don't start thinking about until they're a few years in Mm -hmm. and it's like I'm grateful that I already had those experiences right to be able to bring that to my business from the beginning yeah instead of like it takes a little bit of the trial and error out for us like it's still going to be trial and error but it's like I learned from other people and right. I can now take that and apply it instead of having to try to learn that for myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Um, what has been the most nerve wracking thing about this experience so far? And what would you <laughs> say is the most exciting or rewarding? Uh, the construction process has been the hardest thing yes. ever. Like not, and it's not just the construction outside, mm-hmm. like even our, bringing the vision to life. Like, there have been so many times where we would get shipments in mm-hmm. in the middle of the day that would come on some big freight truck. Okay. I'm all the way out. I'm at work. Yeah. In the middle of the day in Ann Arbor, and y'all telling me that there's a freight truck of tile. five Like, this day sticks out in my mind the most. 5,000 pounds of tile okay. was delivered in the rain. They were supposed to call us an hour before they got there. Mm-hmm. They called us when they got there. Okay. And they were like, we're leaving it <laughs> but in the alley. Oh. In the rain. There are so many things wrong with this. And so I was like, so Destiny's husband had to take off work. Mm-hmm. She was at, I think, a doctor's appointment for one of the babies. Okay. I'm at work. We're all like, okay, like. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? It's almost like drop everything Mm -hmm. and get there Mm -hmm. and carry each box of tile that came on like this pallet, like into the store. It was crazy. And like that part of it, um, like I'll never forget that day. Yeah. And then the fact that like half the, it was like a good chunk of the boxes were broken. It was just like, (laughs) (sighs) and so it's like things like that. Yeah. Like those are the pieces, the not glamorous pieces Mm -hmm. of entrepreneurship that people don't talk about on social media. Right. You don't, like I've posted about it. I'm like, do y'all see these boxes of broken tiles? Yes. Like, (laughs) this is crazy. Or um, it's just always something. Mm -hmm. Like the construction process, especially when you're building something, like we had a blank canvas. Mm -hmm. So everything about the store um, every doorknob, light switch, like, has been handpicked. Okay. And it has been a process. Right. Um, finding the right people that you can trust to um, be honest with mm-hmm. their quotes and their, um, the way that they go about installing things. And it's like, a lot of times, it's kind of like when you take your car to the car dealership and they expect you to know nothing. Right. 
and they don't realize how much you actually know. Mm-hmm. And then you show up and you're like, mm-mm. See, <laughs> like, that's not going to work here. I don't need new tires, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take my oil change and right. I will go. <laughs> um, but so I think that's been, I mean, it's been a process. It's been a labor of love, though. Yeah. And I think that kind of flows into the rewarding piece. Mm-hmm. Like, when I walk into the store now and I see the floors laid. Yes. And, you know, the paint on the walls and everything that went into it, like, it makes me so emotional. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I just go to just sit there. Okay. Like, I just I just sit in the space, and I'm just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, this, did it's it. here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not open yet, but it's like, I can see it. And yeah. I think that was from vision to reality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... It was crazy at first. Yeah. Like, when I think we first started telling people that we were doing this and what we were creating, and most people didn't get it. hmm And I, I feel like a lot of people still won't get it. Like, a lot of people still think that it's just going to be a beauty supply store. Right. And I'm like, no, we're a beauty education experience. Like, mm-hmm. it's different. It's so different. And it's like, I'm just so excited for people to come in and experience that difference. Yeah. And it's like, yes, this is what, this is what I was missing. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know that I needed this right. from shopping for my hair care products. Yeah. Like, I didn't know I needed this experience, this feeling, this community. Because mm-hmm. um, that's the one thing that is, like, so important. Like, when you're just around like-minded people and it's like you're shopping in a space with other people who are enjoying what they're doing. Right. And it's like, whether you're coming in and it's like, I need to just grab what I need and go. Mm-hmm. Or whether you have time to stay, it's like, I want you to enjoy the experience regardless. Right. That's what's most important to us. So exciting. Yeah. So I didn't get any listener questions this time. But it's okay. Because I still have a few more before we're done for the day. <laughs> um, so say Bronze and Glow opens tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. That would be beautiful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so from that point moving forward, what would you say your future plans would be? So after you guys are like open mm-hmm. and you got everything running, what would be next? Um, so it's definitely going to be like making sure we have like these amazing community events mm-hmm. monthly that people can come and learn and enjoy. Um, but as I kind of mentioned earlier, like expanding from just hair care to skin care mm-hmm. and cosmetics, like making it truly a full beauty one stop mm-hmm. as opposed to just for your hair for right now. Um, and then I think there's other cities that need to be loved on by yeah. Brian Singlow. And so that, I think that would be next on our list is figuring out where do we go next. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a few places where we're like, I can feel this. Yeah. Like, this is a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, because um, we want to be in areas also. It's, all, it's very important as communities are being gentrified that we keep black-owned businesses in those areas. Right. That's important to yeah. me. Because um, I always get kind of sad where you're like, dang, that business was there for 30 mm-hmm. years, and now it's not Now it's not there. Yeah. And so um, to kind of still be that, that staple, that place for them mm-hmm. to come and feel like, okay, the community is still standing um, and still representative of the heart of those communities. Mm-hmm. Um I think is very important. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, like, expanding our products. There's so many more products that we want to be able to have. Mm-hmm. And 
um, so much more experience that we want to be able to give, yeah. like the different um, influencers and doctors that we're able to work with mm-hmm. and be able to just bring that education piece full front, I think is a really big piece of what's coming. So if you need an extra influencer, you can call me. No. I mean, so what you doing on a... <laughs> Honestly, you just let me know when I'm there. Awesome. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. Like, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like, we have just, like, all hair types. Yeah. Like, I want people to, like, because I think sometimes people are like, oh, like, because I have curly hair. Right. They're like, oh, so you guys just do natural hair. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, we got, we got your braiding hair. We got your bundle. Mm-hmm. We got your relaxer. Like, every, everybody, it's not a one size fits all. Right. Everybody's hair journey is so different. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, if you have, like, a short pixie cut, but you got curly hair. Yeah. You're going to need something to lay that down. Right. Because the, man, I did that. Once before, in the back, the, the kitchen, it gets real very fast. It will betray you. Yes. It will betray your <laughs> style. Like, I thought that this was the style I was going for. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Like, today I thought I was doing, like, a real cute, like, slick back. That's cute. But, you, like, these, like, they pop up. Like, <laughs> these little curls, they just pop right back out. They're like, we don't like to be controlled. Right. And you're so. trying to control us. I do. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? Wow. Um, it makes me really happy. Yay. Like, it makes me happy because um, Detroit has loved me so much since mm-hmm. I've been here. Like, as a kid, when I my mom's fiancé was from Detroit okay. when I was growing up um, before his passing. And... So we would come up and go to Wheels Inn. Mm-hmm. And oh, like, gosh. So fun. Right? <laughs> so, like, people are like, you don't know nothing. And then I say that. And they're like, you, you might know something. You might have <laughs> slid through a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but so it's like coming here as a kid <clears throat> and then now being here mm-hmm. and being so accepted and so loved. And um, one of my friends, she said, very simply, she's like, when you love Detroit, Detroit loves you back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, then it makes sense. Yeah. Like, I have such a respect for the city. Like, I've always seen Detroit and St. Louis, like, sister cities. Okay. Like, they're very similar in, like, the heart and the love of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, now being married to someone from Detroit, it's yeah. like, I am officially, like. Yes, you are a Detroiter. I am, I am married into this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm true to this now. Yes. Um, and so to even be considered amongst the born Detroiters mm-hmm. is so humbling. Yeah. Like, I am so appreciative. Like, I was over the moon when you reached out. Oh, like, thank you. Because I was like, oh, wow. Like, I feel like it, the love that I was hoping that the city saw mm-hmm. that I was bringing, like, that it is actually being recognized. Yeah. As, um, that's huge to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't take that for granted. And... I'm excited to be here. Like, I'm so excited to be a part of the city and a part of the newness mm-hmm. that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, Detroit never left, but right. it's like this new birth of businesses and um, just pride is, I think that's what comes to me. Good answer. Thank you. 
Um, lastly, where can people connect with you on social and on the web? And is there like an email list or something we can sign up for yeah. to stay connected with the grand opening date? I was going to say, because I want people to know that it's coming. Yes. So please follow us on at Bronzinglow on Instagram. That's B-R-O-N-Z-E-D, the letter N, mm-hmm. G-L-O-W. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same, bronzinglow.com. You can follow me, Jamisha J. Lucas on Instagram, um, sign up for our mailing list mm-hmm. on the website. Okay. You can click the box or you can send us an email at beauty at And the website is super cute. Yes. Super cute. Shout out to Lori Evelyn. She, oh, Lori. I don't know Lori, but she did a good job. She does an ama- <laughs> She is phenomenal at mm-hmm. what she does. Um, so yeah. Yay. And I, I know she's usually in the background. I just kind of put her like on blast. Mm-hmm. But I like to do that to people too. People would be too modest, you know? It's like when people do an amazing job. Yeah. Like, we have had so many amazing women-owned businesses mm-hmm. that have been a part of helping us to become who we are. Yeah. Like, I have, like I always have to shout them out. Sierra Filial at Flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, she is phenomenal on mm-hmm. the strategies piece and just helping us to really understand who we are. So, like... I'm really grateful. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming, Jamisha. Thanks for having me. I had fun. You were a natural. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I felt like I was a little awkward, so y'all oh, don't no. judge me. No, you did a good job. <laughs> I also have those glasses, but in, like, the clearish, purplish color. Like, I feel like it's a statement now. Yeah. Like, now I'm paying attention to my glasses mm-hmm. a little bit more. Like, I have a few, like I have two pairs now because okay. I had to change my prescription. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like, geez, but yeah, like I am, like, I'm like I need to get new glasses. Like I'm always excited. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's like let's try something new. Mm-hmm. Let's, cause I, f- it's like an accessory. It is that you have to wear. Yes, <laughs> so they need to be cute. And see, now you're making me want a bigger nose ring too. Let's go. Cause I feel like most people don't even realize that I have one, and I, I've had it for so long. Yeah. I know. Some people, somebody actually did that to me the other day. Like, when did you get your nose pierced? I'm like, years and years and years ago. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's been about eight years. Yeah. I've had mine for about eight years mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I was 19. I'm 26 now. Whatever that math is. About the same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, again. Awesome. Wait, what kind of bag is this? Oh, Madewell. No, I was looking at this black one over here. Oh, Glamaholic. Oh, mm-hmm. I knew it. I was going to say, it was turned around, and I still, I was like, Claudia, what kind of bag yes. is this? This is cute. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming. Thanks for having um, me. I had fun. As always, I want you guys to remember that Detroit girls do it better, and we'll be back next week.